Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Thriving Mosaic. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And today I want to talk about probably one of my most favorite, most heartfelt topics ever. And let me tell you why. It took a long time to learn, but once I learned, it was life-changing, revolutionized my entire life and every relationship and, and role and activity that I take part in has changed when I learned this lesson. So my question for you would be, do you ever experience shame or guilt when you take time to take care of yourself, when you need an hour to breathe, to clear your mind, to listen to your favorite playlist, or to escape your, your worries and concerns in a story or a book, is that hour weighted down by all of the things that you think you should be doing? Or is it weighted down by all of the things that you think other people think that you should be doing? And do you have a hard time taking that time, taking that hour for yourself? Or do you just not do it all at all because, you know, well, I can't take time for myself. I've got all of these other places and to be and, and people to take care of and, and things to do and there is no time for me. And so if that's a place that you find yourself in, I hope that you would hear my words and take them to heart and reframe how you think about taking care of yourself. So here is, what are these? These are three reasons why your self-care should be experienced without shame or guilt. Reason number one is so self-explanatory and so clear as day that I find it almost impossible to believe that we messed this one up. So reason number one, self-care is a biblical principle. In Matthew 23, 36 through 40, this is of the NIV version. I will only read from the NIV version. We start with verse 36, where Jesus is asked a specific question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your mind. This is the greatest, the first and greatest commandment. And a lot of people's like, stop there. Or they so lose track of what 39 actually says that that's where we fall short a lot. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. And I think a lot of people do a really great job of loving their neighbor. But they forget that you're supposed to love your neighbor as yourself. And if you're not taking care of yourself, if you are not loving yourself, how on earth do you have anything left to love your neighbor? How do you have any example to love your neighbor if you are not first loving yourself? God is giving us permission. It is the second. It is the second under love your God with all of your heart, soul, and mind 
is to love yourself so that you can then love your neighbor and love those in your immediate circle or those that you are in service to. But it starts with love your God and it second is love yourself so that you can then love your neighbor. How do we get this wrong? That's a question I'll never understand. So reason number two, Jesus practiced this himself. He did this many times throughout his ministry. So we have a story in Mark where he has been serving all day. It's a full day of ministry. He's out with with John and, oh, I don't know, the other one. And and they're out there. They're in the synagogue. They do a full day of ministry. And when they are finished, they go to the home of Simon and Andrew. And they come in and, and you know, the mother-in-law is sick in bed with a fever. And he offers her, his, Jesus offers his hand and, and she gets up and she's fever free. And then she starts serving them. And then the entire town lines up at the door. And he spends the evening healing the sick from the town. We get to Mark 1, 35 through 37. Very early in the morning, while it was still d- dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Simon and his companions went to look for him, and when they found him, they explained, everyone is looking for you. But unapologetically, Jesus got up in the morning and took his time while it was, I mean, it doesn't have to still be dark because Jesus needs to know dark and me don't get along. So I think he does know that, honestly. Anyway, but he got up and he went and he had a time by himself. And he spent time in prayer where he talked to his father. And this is a time where he took to to clear his mind and to rejuvenate. And, and he was unapologetic about it. Absolutely unapologetic about it. And this is not the only time in scripture that this happens. He did it over and over and over again. Took time for himself. Where are we getting this wrong? Why are we getting this wrong? If we are to be like Christ, why are we getting this wrong? I don't get it. Anyway, and I'm not trying to, you know, anyway, I got it wrong for a long time. I still get it wrong sometimes, but I'm a work in progress. So I think I need to tell you that in my life, there are times when I get it right. And I remember this time I was at a conference with Cliff and we were in Dallas. I think it was, I think we just said it was in October of 2013. While we were there, I am meeting all of these people and, and just constantly surrounded by people, which is good. I like people in small doses. Like in crowds, I get I, I get um, overwhelmed and can get jittery and and can feel quite almost claustrophobic. Like it, it really has some similar reactions like my, my body does. So after being in this conference for days and just meeting meeting people constantly left and right, I got to a place where I really I couldn't handle anymore. And 
I needed a minute to breathe. I needed a moment to be by myself. And I went into the bathroom and I locked the stall door and I sat on the floor for 45 minutes. For 45 minutes in a hotel bathroom in Dallas, Texas, I sat on the floor so that I could clear my mind, take deep breaths and be ready and go back out for more because I had reached my limit of what I could give to others in that moment. And I needed that time and it was okay to take it. It was okay to take it, and I did it, and I did it unapologetically, and I I still joke to this day, I spent 45 minutes in Dallas hiding in the bathroom because I I needed a place to hide, and the bathroom was the closest, and it's okay. It is absolutely okay to do that completely. Reason number three, if serving others causes you to experience guilt, it's not really serving at all. 2 Corinthians 9, 7, each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. If our service to others is coming out of expectation from other people or an expectation that we're holding on our, our, ourselves of what we think other people think you you know are you following me then it's not really service at all you know i had the opportunity a few months ago my grandmother was in the hospital and she is 90 years old and is a spitfire of a woman and i'm telling you i want to be just like her when i grow up and incredible but we had a lot of we had a lot of doctors coming in and giving information and she couldn't always you know relay that back to everyone my dad had asked my dad had been spending a lot of time at the hospital with her and he needed he needed a break to do something else and so i think he was working on something with my brother that's not the point of the story it does not matter but he called and he asked me if i could go up and if i could sit with nanny at the hospital. I said, absolutely. I said, absolutely. I will go. And so I talked to my husband and to, you know, my two kids left who live here. And I said, you know, tomorrow morning, I'm going to get up and I'm going to go to the hospital and I'm going to sit with Nanny and I'll be there for, you know, a few hours and y'all are on your own and, you know, whatever you need to do, do, and I'll, I'll be back when I get back. And I went up and this was, this was an amazing three hours that I got to sit in there with, with my grandma and, and, you know, she fell asleep, which is cool. You know, if the chair would have been more comfortable, I probably would have fallen asleep. We watched three hours of the golden girls and it was like the perfect reminder of, of my childhood. It was great. We talked a little bit about, you know, Megan and how she's liking school. I was working on my to-do list and and my calendar for the week and planning out my week. And so she asked me what I had going on. And, you know, we talked about how I was planning out my week. And it was three hours of fantastic time spent serving not only my nanny, but also my dad. And in that in that time, I didn't feel 
guilty that I wasn't taking care of my family because I was fully where I believed I was supposed to be at that moment and had made known that I was going to be there and that these three people are fully capable of caring for themselves and each other in my absence. I love serving people. It, it, I'm a caregiver. It is the way God created me to be. I am a caregiver. But when I give and give and give care to everyone around me and miss the opportunity and the chance to care for myself, then my heart is lacking in the service to other people because I don't have anything left to give. So when I take an hour a day to work out, that's for me. That is, that is my time. And I will tell you, you know, I, I had an amazing opportunity to serve the man on the elliptical next to me some months back, and it, it was a great time. And, and then this, this kept happening, and it, and it kept happening. And, and he would talk to me the whole time that I was on, and, and I'm there, and I'm doing my workout, and I'm like, okay, I'm here, and, you know, God, if this is what you want me to be doing, I understand that, but I really, really need this time for myself. I, this is, this is my hour to, this is my hour to feed into myself, to make myself better so that I can then be better for others. You know, sometimes I need to go hide in the dark and read a book and I don't feel bad about that. I don't. I love that my family understands that about me, that they know that I will be better for them when I have that time to myself. Today is Friday. On Wednesday this, this week, you know, Cliff was working in the morning, but then we have scheduled work hours in the, in the afternoon. And so he comes, we're, we're ready to get to work. We're having lunch. And I said, okay, so what's on the schedule today? You know, what do you have planned for work? And, and he's like, I don't really have anything planned. So we just need to go down and, and see what needs to be done and make a plan. I'm like, oh, okay. Cause I really want to take a nap. Like I really need a nap. And he's like, well, let's go take a nap. And we went and took a nap and it was an hour where I had to pick my daughter up from school. And so, but I had that hour that I could just go and I could take for myself. And I was so much better when I went and I picked her up from school and we had a fantastic time after school, just the two of us, because I wasn't tired. I wasn't yawning the whole time or, or struggling to make my thoughts make sense because I took an hour to take a nap and I didn't feel bad about my nap. Work didn't get done on Wednesday, but that's okay because it was still waiting there on Thursday. <laughs> you know, it was last night I chose after dinner to not do the dishes because I had my, I, okay, so I didn't choose not to do the dishes, but I, we had dinner and then we went, I went to a meeting that I had to do. And when I got home from the meeting, my son wanted me to watch a show with him. So then I made the decision that the dishes would stay and I would watch this television show with him and I, and I would invest in him and have, and that's okay. Today, the dishes will get done. And I, I don't feel bad about that. When you take the time to take care of yourself, you can then spend all of that other time taking care of others. Guilt and shame have no place in self care. 
It is okay to take care of yourself. It is right to take care of yourself, and it is biblical to take care of yourself. And so my question would be this. Are you ready to take care of yourself? Are you ready to, my, one of my favorite words, thrive? So I'm just going to tell you, I'm going to do a shameless plug here. If this episode speaks to your heart, and if this episode is nudging you, or you feel God nudging you through this episode, I would say that the Free to Thrive Mastermind is for women who have devoted a significant portion of their lives to the care and well-being of others at the expense of themselves. Are you ready to invest in your own care and well-being? First, without feeling guilty or shame in doing so, when you are able to master the skill of taking care of yourself, you will be better equipped to care for those around you. Imagine the joy of doing life with other women who are on the journey of fully discovering their value and gaining a firm grasp on their self-worth and confidence. The Free to Thrive Mastermind exists to help you break free from anything that is holding you back from embracing all that God created you to be. Do you need to break free from, I don't know, negative thoughts, limiting beliefs, performance-based Christianity, patterns of behavior that hold you back? unhealthy relationships, unhealthy environments, the sedentary lifestyle, the ordinary. This one is funny to me. And let me tell you, this is so funny to me because I said in a podcast recently that I feel very ordinary in my life. Every day I get up, I, I take care of my kids, I work, I take care of myself, I work, I, I fix dinner and you know take care of my kids and take care of myself. I feel very ordinary and very I can even feel hamster wheel-ish in my life sometimes. You know, I'm, I'm in my wheel. I'm doing the same things every day. Sometimes my life feels very ordinary. But the only thing that makes me not ordinary, no, the only thing that makes me extraordinary is that I refuse to be ordinary. Did I say that right? You said it right. Okay, I'm looking at Cliff asking if I said it right. I said it right. Okay. I'm, I'm going back to my list. Do you need to break free from an unfulfilling life? Self-sabotage, a guilty conscience, shame, the need to please others, the need of others' approval, and the expectation of others. This is one of my favorites. This, I, I no longer live under the expectation of others, probably sometimes to my husband's frustration. And... It is an incredibly freeing place to be. If any of that, if this episode or any of those things on that list or, or any other thing that you feel that is holding you back from being everything that God created you to be, and you are interested in, in changing, in breaking free, in moving forward, I would encourage you to check out the Free to Thrive Mastermind, and you can register today at stephanieravenscraft.com. Guys, thank you so much for letting me share my heart. This has been a, a topic that I have wanted to share for a while, but I wasn't quite sure how to, how to put my words together and how to make my message, not my message, but that message, that message from my heart make sense. And I feel like it has power and it it has power because god gave it power never 
apologize for taking the time to breathe, for taking the time to be yourself. Thank you so much for letting me share my heart with you. It is one of the best joys of my life. Until next time, I encourage you to live your life with purpose.